Welcome to Campfire Fireside Chats. This show is created for adult audiences only. Our show notes include content warnings and other helpful information. We strongly recommend taking a moment to assess the situation before continuing. Let's begin. Welcome, campers, to this week's Fireside Chat. Before we get into this, just a few announcements. Big things are happening here at the show, and we would love for you to be a part of them. First up, we have officially launched our Patreon. There you can choose a tier that works best for you and sign up for bonus episodes, behind-the-scenes material, access to the ever-expanding Campfire Classics collection, and an upcoming deep-dive series on the missing 411 phenomenon. You can find all that at patreon.com slash campfire tales of the strange and unsettling. In addition to all the bonus content, you'll also receive exclusive discounts on merch. And speaking of merch, we have officially launched our merch store. T-shirts, hoodies, stickers, mugs, all of it can be found by following the link in the episode description. Just this week, we unveiled a beautiful new design from Jonathan Dodd, the Popelik Monster. It's incredible. Go check it out. Now to today's guest. She's known on Instagram as the Village Tarot Witch but we know her as the wildly insightful and always funny co-host of the Haunted Housewives podcast, Carly. We had a chance to sit down this week and had a fantastic chat about her personal paranormal history, pros and cons of paratourism, and even got into talking about ultra-terrestrials. Make sure and stick with us to the end, where I had the honor of receiving a tarot reading from her. It was an incredible time, and if you don't know Carly already, prepare to be charmed. Let's jump right in. Okay, Carly. So, hi. <laughs> hi. I um really I'd like to begin by just talking about like what was your basically your introduction to the paranormal world? Like what was your first experience? Right. My first experience with the paranormal world happened in this house that I'm in right now. Um I moved in and it was This is always weird to explain to people now because I did not always believe in ghosts. And now I do a lot of talking about ghosts and I'm into all of this weird stuff. But there was one point in time when I did not believe in ghosts or anything like that until I moved into this house. And pretty much from the get-go, I walked in and was like, huh, well, this place is different. Um, Wow. So, yeah. So I And I had met some women in my neighborhood who... um, we're talking about birth charts and astrology, and all that was pretty new to me, too. But um, I had an experience one night where I got, I walked out of my room to get some ibuprofen, and I just, I stopped in the hallway, just like at a dead stop, completely filled with terror. I just, it was the first time anything like that had ever happened to me, but um I walked into the hallway and immediately I was like, I'm not alone and this is not a good presence. And it was one of those things where I was like, I don't know what to make of this because nothing like this has ever happened to me before. So I kind of just froze like a deer in headlights. I just stopped there, uh, kind of adjusted to what I was feeling. And I was like, I'm just going to go back to my room. I'll deal with with the pain. Um, And the next day I had mentioned it to my friends. I was like, this is a really bizarre thing that happened. And um, they convinced me to call a psychic to come to my house and clear the house. It took a few days to convince me because 
I also was like, oh yeah, right, a psychic. Right. <laughs> Look at me now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she came out and um, she cleared my house for me and did my first card reading for me and gave me my first deck of cards all in one fell swoop. So it was like, wow. the door has been opened. Here you go. Have fun. <laughs> yeah, that's like a that's like a defining moment. It really was. Yeah, I went from not believing in anything to all of a sudden I was like, well, okay, I guess I do believe in ghosts now. Okay, I believe that psychics are a thing now. Okay, I believe that cards can tell you things now. (laughs) Right. And here we are. (laughs) Yeah, that's so like later in life compared to most people, you know, most people who are really into this stuff, you know, they have these like origin stories of when they were very young, you know, when they first clicked with them. Yeah, um, so I was raised Mormon, which um, plays into things too. It's part of the reason I am so skeptical about everything too, is that um, I was raised in a very black and white thinking, and I prefer to just leave options open now. Um, so I do have a lot of skepticism uh, pretty much with anything I go into. I try to stay skeptical at first, and then I kind of debunk things as I go, and once I fully believe, I'm like, all right, let's do this. Right, then you're locked in. Yeah, exactly. And so, but I think with my background, like, I know that um, some religions talk more about it, um, like spirits and things like that, or demons. And within Mormonism, that sort of thing just really doesn't get talked about much. It's kind of like, if anybody was talking about a ghost, everybody else would be like, okay, well, that's weird. And, you know, just kind of like sweep it aside. Interesting. I've always been interested, like, if... My all my books that I would read growing up were all fantasy, heavy on the paranormal things. Uh, the X Files is my favorite show and right. was my favorite show. So I feel like if you look back at my history, there's always been an interest. It's just I lacked any sort of knowledge on how to get started. Um, but luckily, Instagram is a wealth of information. So that's certainly true. Yeah, once I got into it, I was like, all right, cool, let's do this. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I, I can see how, like, the um, the Mormon background could could definitely lead to a skeptical, you know, especially, like, you know, once you've, I assume that you, that at some point you left the church. I did, the yeah. church, right? Yeah. And so afterwards, I can see the reaction to that kind of being a more skeptical view of the world. yeah. Right? Yeah, it does. Well, and for a long time, I was completely atheist. So, like, I left my religion. And Mormonism is a very black and white religion. There's no gray area. So if Mormonism is not true, then nothing is true is kind of the mindset that I was in. Right. And now I've I've moved on past that. But it is still, it is still something that I have to actively fight because um, a lot of time my brain, and I, I am a very logical person, so my brain will kick in. And if I'm feeling like if I'm feeling like there's a ghost in the room, I'm like, is it really? Is there really a ghost, or are you just anxious? Right. <laughs> so I do have to kind of work through all of those layers to get to any real information. But at least I'm well-rounded. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think that probably contributes to, you know, I one of the things I really enjoy about your podcast is it's you know you guys are silly and you play around with each other and it's funny but like at the same time you both 
especially you take a very like seem to have a very level-headed approach to the subjects i do try to keep that in there yeah i do i do like to have fun but i think that not everything is paranormal even in my own experiences i've had several times where i was almost convinced that i was having a paranormal experience and then after the fact i was like oh no my washing machine was just making a weird sound. <laughs> so right. I do know I do know a lot of people who go straight for the paranormal, but I feel like keeping or staying grounded is just a good way to be. You can't live on the other side all of the time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I I know a few people who like who seem to be there all the time, right? Yes. And <laughs> at a certain point after years and years of that, you just kind of drift away like you you lose touch yeah you kind of do yeah yes there are definitely days where on my tarot account um i am like i can feel that i'm like too far into it or like i'll be making these connections and i'm like well this is wild and then i have a more normal day and i'm like this is equally weird because the the juxtaposition so i like it i like a healthy middle ground where I can believe in the possibilities, and I can also believe in the mundane. So. Right. Yeah, that seems like a good place to be. A productive yeah. place to be. A productive place, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So speaking of the show, how did you and your co-host meet? Like, how long have you guys known each other? We met on Instagram. <laughs> and um, okay. she responded to one of my stories that I posted. Um I toss a lot of memes up in my story because I like my feed to stay chalkboard. <laughs> um, right. But I share a lot of memes to my stories. And this one, it was a group of people dressed as plague doctors. And, you know, they have the masks and everything. And it it said something like, who's up for a night on the town dressed like this? And she responded and was like, me, pick me. I said, cool, let's do this. And from then we started, it was basically like sending each other posts and memes and then Eventually, we started talking more and more, and here we are. But we have yet to meet in real life. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know. It's weird because we're, like, best friends. We talk all day, every day. Um, but we haven't met each other in person yet. <laughs> yeah. I never would have guessed that based on, like, the level of chemistry you guys have on the show. I know. It's pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah, that's remarkable. Yeah. I'm lucky. <laughs> we are lucky. <laughs> Certainly. What drew you guys to podcasting in the first place? We, um, I do a lot of ghost readings on my tarot page. I go on ghost hunts and I read there and sometimes I will continue those at home. So, um, I had been going to a place called Yesteryear Village and there's a house there called the Riddle House and it's a, it has a Wikipedia page. Lots of ghost hunting shows have been there. It's a pretty well known spot a really neat house um and I had done a reading for that place and I found this woman and I just got really obsessed with her so I was doing more and more readings because I wanted to find all the pieces to her story and kind of put it together and um the way I practice mediumship is different than Tara so any information that I get I get from the cards and from the feelings I have when I'm reading the cards but Tara is able to get like mental images and words and things like that so I was sending her the card readings that I was getting and she got really into it and she was like hey 
I don't know if this is helpful, but here's this bit of information. And that ended up being a really crucial piece to figuring out who this woman was. Um, We did. We figured it out. And while we were going through that, I was like, you know, I've been wanting to start a podcast for months now. And I just didn't know what I wanted to do it on or who I wanted to do it with. Would you be interested in doing this with me? And she was, well, she said yes, obviously, because here we are. Right. And we kind of just jumped right in. We were like, okay, well, let's do this then. Let's, we both have the tendency to overthink things. And this was a case where we were like, we're not going to think about this too hard. We know we want to do it. Let's do it. And we did. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. I'm like kind of obsessed with the the concept of your show because (laughs) there are, yeah, there are a lot of podcasts out there that, that go through and discuss, you know, these, these paranormal events throughout history right but there's it's such a unique edge to have i mean two mediums basically yeah discussing it and doing like an active read on the on the situation in in the show yeah it gives it's a very it's like um the stories that you know those of us who have been in into this stuff the 14 stuff for a long time have like a lot of these stories we've heard right before like we were familiar with the subject matter but to to get to hear them like through the lens of your mediumship is really unique and i, I really enjoy that yeah, thank you we really enjoy doing that and that is the aspect that really drew us to podcasting more than anything because we wanted to share the way we get our information in this different way and it has been really fun connecting with some of these cases because, um, like, the Lizzie Borden episode that we did, um, that's one of our first episodes, and Tara connected with Lizzie, but between the cards and what she was getting, it painted a different picture of her than I had in my mind. And I feel like getting those extra little bits just, it adds something to the story. <laughs> yeah. I I really appreciated that episode because it was, like, it was very much like a... I feel like those stories, particularly the ones that come from the true crime world, uh-huh. I don't think people look at them soberly enough. If yeah, that makes sense. Like um, they're they're sort of, especially the ones who go on to like the Liz- the Lizzie Borden house, and it like turns into like a haunted location where people are posing in front of it, and you know, and all that. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I appreciated how, like, seriously you guys took the, the story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I love, I love history, and I love storytelling, so I do get, I do go overboard a bit. I've had to reel myself in several episodes of being like, okay, you can't give an entire life history, except for the Amelia Earhart episode, because yeah. everything seemed too important for that one. Um but yeah, it is really important to both of us that we portray the story factually, as factually as we can, and then, you know, still have fun with it. But yeah, it is a, it's a big deal for me. <laughs> for, yeah. I like being accurate. <laughs> yeah, it, it shows in the in your in your podcast. It's Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm it's kind of like a, a thing that I harp on a lot with cases like that and like the Velisca axe murder house and like places like that where there's lots of like paratourism you know yeah yeah Yeah. you guys just an episode there that was a good one yeah thank you yeah yeah um i 
like I appreciate paratourism when like when generally I really like the the things centered around cryptids because right. it feels like there's no victim. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Like when a small town is embracing their history and you know and talking about it and maybe they have like a festival for it that that's cool to me but it really creeps me out to see like 12 year olds standing outside the Velisca axe out axe murder house yeah. like with an axe in their hands and like i don't know yeah no i know exactly what you mean um we actually we i have the episode for the Velisca axe murder house written and that ended up being one that we couldn't um get through the recording process we recorded it all Actually, I think we recorded it two or three times, but we couldn't get the tone the way that we normally are. That was a heavy episode. Yeah. But with the the children being the victims and most of the information is about the children, that one ended up being too heavy and we ended up cutting that one. Um, we switched topics last minute and talked about something different. But I know exactly what you mean. And that was one, too, that for such a... Uh, a haunted location it was really hard to find any information about any actual haunting that took place there like the yeah. Lizzie Borden house there's been EVPs collected um, pretty sure Andrew Borden lurks in the basement of all places like there was enough there that I was like well this is for sure a tourist trap but you know I can see where they're going with this and the Velisca axe murder house definitely seems like a place that would be haunted with the amount that went on there right. but when I was looking I really couldn't find anything and between those two things, it was it was just hard to put. It was hard to get the tone for the episode right. Yeah, no, I understand because that story is extremely heavy. Like it was, it was, was really hard to one. get through. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, my co-host did the research on that episode, <laughs> so I I wasn't burdened with you know spending a month reading reading yeah. into it. You just but, had to show up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's perfect. Yeah. To, I mean, to me, it seemed like most of the uh, the paranormal accounts on that came from the person who now sells tickets for paranormal experiences there. You know yeah. what I mean? Which, yeah. yeah. Yep. I had picked that up, too. And I read a book that was really well written and really interesting, but I didn't want to just copy bits from the book to stick in the episode either. So, yeah, yeah. it is... Uh, it is a tricky one, but then again, I also would love to go somewhere like Waverly Hills Sanatorium, <laughs> which is sure. basically only exists for ghost hunts now, mm-hmm. but it is very haunted. So it's like, well, some places are, I get it with some places and other places I'm like, do we need this though? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I, I just think the problem is when people start confusing these places with like Halloween fun houses, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. hundred percent. Yes. Like, they lose sight of the the tragedy. Yeah. And that is one of the... It's a confusing murder in the first place. And it is so, so, so tragic. I feel really bad still for the parents of the two girls who were just spending the night there. Yes. Oh, the guilt that that... Probably both of them. But since I am a mom, I, I go into mom guilt mode and I think I would be spending the rest of my life torturing myself for saying yes to a sleepover yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely so, yeah and there were like specific accounts of how they like the kids had begged to stay the night like they had to yeah. ask over and over again throughout yeah. the whole day and like man that's so brutal 
I know. I read that too, and I was like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah, as a parent, I can't imagine. I mean, yes. obviously in general, but like just that little detail that, like, oh, I finally gave in and look what happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know. I know. Well, I mean, nothing like that has ever happened probably to either one of us but sure. you know there are definitely the times as a parent when you say yes and afterwards you're like ah fuck definitely yeah. she said no <laughs> yeah definitely this is an extreme example of that but yeah it's a it's really easy to empathize with those situations and then it makes it like you know with the tourist stuff I'm not gonna lie I would like to go to the house just so I could feel what it feels like inside yeah but um yeah, I don't know. That's a tricky one, isn't it? It is. It is. It's it's a balance like my mind tries to strike on a regular basis. Yeah. I am definitely interested in these places. I think I just, I don't like the way people treat them when they're there. Yes. You know? That is, a, yeah. I like that you said that because that is something that I think about a lot. And um, I'm really lucky that my first experiences ghost hunting have been with a really great team um they're located in florida they're called war party paranormal but everybody on the team is very respectful and they will tell you that going in and they explain that they mean no harm but they treat the spirits who are there with respect and that's something that i try to do i mean maybe i get a little goofy with it on the podcast but in real life, I do try to be very, very respectful of the fact that even though I can't see them, that's still a person and they don't have to answer me. Right. And I kind of feel the same way with the tourism, too, where it's like, it would be fun, it would be enjoyable to go there, but I do think we should still remember what happened there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I see the I see those pictures that we were talking about, those like tourist pictures where they're like goofing around or like making scary faces in the camera or something with an axe in their hands. Yeah. I can't imagine someone treating like the Holocaust Museum like that. I know. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah. That is a good point. Like I, yeah. I see these houses as like, you know, uh, a way to remember a tragedy that yes. happened and like it should be approached respectfully. Yeah. Right? And yeah. Like a living, a living history museum. Yeah. But you're right, that is kind of where it toes the line between um, history, possible haunted location, and fun house. Because right. that is kind of the behavior that you would think about going to, you know, a, a haunted house. Like a... Yeah, an a Halloween. Haunted, a Halloween right. haunted house. Thank you. That's, yeah, the, yeah. Right, <laughs> that's the right phrasing. Yeah. I, yeah, I think a lot of it... Honestly, like the rise of the like Travel Channel Ghost Show, uh-huh. you know the these like personalities that are on TV hunting yeah. ghosts. I think yeah. that has a lot to do with the way people approach it now. I think so too. The like tough guy frat boy approach, <laughs> you know, like they're going in trying to start fights with ghosts. Come at me, bro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, that's a thing that has caught on. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Um, yeah, I do like I do watch some ghost hunting shows. I really like the Ghost Brothers. They're I think that for I like the comedy that they bring to it. Sure. I think that that makes it enjoyable. And there's none of that ridiculous. Um, use my energy. Come on, prove yeah. that you're here. Show yourself, and then freaking out when something does happen. I'm just like, well, yeah. you literally have been taunting and asking for this to happen. So. 
kind of your exactly. fault. <laughs> <laughs> so talking about about ghost hunts, that's that's a thing you do on a regular basis, right? You go out on these ghost hunts. I do. Do you like you fulfill like the role of like the classic role of the medium in the ghost hunts? Is that like is that mainly what you're doing there? Yeah. So I read cards there, um, and I haven't been in a while. I just went the other weekend, and I'm hoping to get back into it more. Um, it's holding. I was supposed to move. I didn't move. I'm still here, so it's like I was on hiatus. But now that I'm back at it, um, so what I do is I go. And I have some devices. I actually have one right here. I have my EVP recorder. And I have a little REM pod that, um, you know, when you touch it, or if a spirit touches it, it'll beep. So I do right. have some devices, but I go in with my cards and I sit and we do EVP sessions at the same time that I'm reading cards. And it's awesome because a lot of the time the cards will line up with what's popping up on the EVP. So they will ask the questions occasionally i will if if i get a, if i have a hunch on something i'll raise my hand and be like me i have a question let me ask one but um the way they all blend together is really 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 cool because the the cards will be saying some one thing and then we'll play back the evp and we'll get a word or a phrase that really matches up well with what the cards are saying right. and it's um it's just really rewarding. <laughs> I think I like being right. So like, right. when I get those, like, because with cards or I guess with any aspect of mediumship, and, and maybe it is the way that I am too, where I am always trying to convince myself that it's my imagination and not reality. So this setup really works well for me because I am comfortable enough that I can open up and trust whatever I'm feeling, whatever I'm saying. But then when I get, when we get the EVPs that line up, I'm like, okay, awesome, right track. Let's go farther with this. If this is right, then we can ask this question and this and this and this, and it kind of leads the way. So, Yeah, it's like an immediate gratification that you don't always get. Exactly, that you don't always get. Because I do this, I do these types of readings at home too, and I'm comfortable and I'm confident that I'm right, but there is something that makes it it's it's the cherry on top when the evps match up so um that's what i do there and i do you know i've i've been on some where i didn't read cards and i just participated asked questions and watched and it's a lot of fun no matter what so yeah it's definitely not anything that i thought that i would be into <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but now i would rather ghost hunt than just about anything else like it is if I could do nothing but ghost hunt and read cards full time, that's what I'd be doing. Might get burnt out. I don't know, but <laughs> you can always switch up the the um, method of divination, right? Yeah, that's true. Keep things fresh. I know. Yeah. that's true. It, that kind of reminds me of like the um, the Estes method. Yeah. Right. Uh huh. Yeah. How you're like you're interacting directly and getting feedback in real time. Yes. Right which is so cool. I've never done that myself, but I have watched it be done several times. Um, we just did an episode on the devil's tree and there was a really, really cool Estes method session that um, one of the guys, Mike, did while we were at the tree. And that one, um, there was so many things lining up because we're on the outside asking questions and he's just calling out the words that he hears. And when they looked back, I think almost all of the questions were lining up, which um, 
I don't think has happened that strongly, the other ones that I have been present for, but that one in particular was just really, really clear. Very cool night. Wow. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Have you ever had an experience that, like, really scared you? Yes, I have. I've had a couple, um, the Devil's Tree being one of them. (laughs) Um, The other one, this is one of my favorite ones to tell because... um, I don't normally see things, you know, some people can see spirits and things like that. I normally don't see or hear anything. So if I do see something, it's like, okay, right. I'm paying attention. So um, with this story, I had been feeling a little sick. Um, so I went to take a bath. It's like the middle of the afternoon. I was like, let's just, let's sweat the fever out all the way hot bath. Let's, you know, yeah. relax a bit. So I'm sitting in there. And um, a few days before, I had had the same psychic that I mentioned earlier um, come over to my house because there was a, a lingering heavy energy that I couldn't really get rid of. And so I was like, hey, can you come? I don't know. I'm not sure what's going on. Um, I don't know what's happening. This was this predates the learning to ask about it through cards. Um, right. So anyway, she came and... She cleared it up, and I was like, all right, cool. I guess we're good. So I'm sitting in the bathtub, taking a bath, and um, the layout of my bathroom is a little strange. I have the bathtub, and then I have my sinks, and then right behind it is a door where my shower and the toilet are. Um, So the door was cracked open, and out of the corner of my eye, I saw what I thought was a person, which naturally was scary because there's no more vulnerable place to be than in the bathtub thinking that there is a strange person in there so I turned and I looked and what I saw was not human it was like um, I'm going to reference the X-Files again because that's the closest thing that my mind can pull up you know the way the aliens look on the X-Files where they're tall and they got the big eyes and the, the heads Right. looked like that except flesh colored it wasn't gray it was you know regular skin tones and it was like its hands were like if this is the door frame its hands were curled around and the fingers were incredibly long way too long for normal fingers with these big knuckles and big fingernails and it just was like peeking its head around the corner watching me so I saw, and this all, I mean, like, I, I see this and I'm observed. This is like a half second thing. Like, I looked over and was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Looked back to the water, looked back over. It was gone again. And I sat there for a minute and I was like, I don't know what to do with this. And I was like, and there's no way I'm staying in the bath now. So I jumped out of the bath and I was texting um, that lady and I was like, did I see what I think I just saw? And I described what I saw. And she texted back, and the first text that she sent only said, it came up the drain. Like, it came up the drain. Whatever it was came back up through, like, because she came through, she cleared the house, and then she said, we didn't address the drains. And I was like, great, well, didn't know that was a thing that needed to be done. But in this case, so <laughs> I got out of the bath. I'm getting dressed, uh, and my husband is not into any of this, for the record. <laughs> he is not, but... If I tell him something, like, he, I keep most of my stories to myself, but this particular time, I went downstairs, and my face must have looked as scared as I felt, and I was like, listen, I just saw something, I need you to get the kids, and 
get out of the house so that I can take care of this. And he was like, what do you mean you saw something? And he said, never mind. I don't want to know. I said, great, <laughs> cool. Stay gone for at least an hour. So <laughs> I like, walked around the house, pouring salt down all of my drains. I have a drum. I was like banging on the drum, yelling to <laughs> get out of my house. <laughs> the whole thing was a little bit ridiculous, but it was... Um, it was the first time and the only time that I had physically seen something. And what a first one to see, this fleshy-colored yeah. bathroom monster thing. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but um, the psychic that I spoke to said it was some sort of shapeshifter. Um, but I never did figure it out, and that was one that I was a little bit afraid to because it seemed like it liked it here, and it didn't want to come, like, it seemed like it, it wanted to stay. And I, so... In the back of my mind, I've always, and I don't actually think that this is true, but this is one of the things that fear does is it makes you question things. And um, so in the back of my mind, I'm always like, I could ask about that bathroom monster now. I could, I could figure out what it was. Yeah. Then I think, but do I want to? Because I'd like to not repeat that experience. <laughs> yeah. That might be an instance of, you know, wondering if you can when you really should be wondering if you should exactly right? yes and i have yeah. always pretty much always landed on um probably shouldn't do this i did push it once uh, and ask um i think it was for an instagram post and the first set of cards were like do you really want to know and i was like yeah i really want to know and the next cards that came out were a little on the scarier side and i was like okay Never mind. Yeah. You were right. I didn't want to know. <laughs> Just scary enough to push you back up off of it. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So it will forever remain the um, bathroom monster. But I did talk, I did tell a friend of mine that story recently, and um, they gave me a term that I was unfamiliar with, which is ultra terrestrial. Yeah. And since then, I've done some digging and I was like, okay, that does make sense. That could be maybe what it was. But yeah, you may have just you know caught a glimpse through the veil. Exactly. Right? Oh, whatever yeah. it was was just popping in for a quick hello, and then uh, yeah. threw salt at it. So <laughs> 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 um, do you have your cards? I do. Yeah. I Would you have. mind like um, to wrap up? Would you mind just pulling a few cards and talking about them? I would not mind at all. That would be awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Is there anything that you would like to ask? Or um, if you have something that you want to ask, we can do that. And otherwise, I'll just shuffle and see what message. Yeah, maybe just a general just a general read. Okay, cool. And I'm using, this is one of the decks that I use a lot on the podcast. It's called Art History Tarot for Past Lives. Um I use it on ghost hunts too, but it also works as a regular tarot deck. So, okay, it's a jack of all trades tarot. All right. Well, your first card is the Four of Swords. Um, in this deck, it is also reflected of chronic illness, which doesn't mean that you have a chronic illness, but. Since this is just a general one, I just can't, I can't not tell you what the card says. Right, But um, <laughs> the Four of Swords is typically a card of needing to rest. Like you are physically or emotionally drained and it's, it's not, I don't like the phrase, it's a warning, but it's more like a reminder of like, 
hey, you got to make sure that you're taking care of yourself because if you keep pushing, you're going to burn out. And how are you going to do all of the things on your list if that happens? You're right. a dad. You have a job yeah. and a podcast. You know the drill. Of course. And then um, this card is the Page of Swords. And um, it's it's also, it has it says brother on it if you're looking at past life stuff. But the Page of Swords, um, all of the pages are kind of youthful enthusiasm. And the Suit of Swords especially is, um, it's kind of action-oriented. But again, with the, oh, that's two swords in a row, actually. Again, with the Four of Swords, just because you can race ahead doesn't necessarily mean that you should. Because it started off with the warning, like, you were packed full of this enthusiasm you want to go for it you want to go full force but if you slow down just a little bit this is your last card and it is the six of wands which is a card of victory and celebration so you're headed where you need to go already so slow down enjoy the process you don't have to race in head first and if you do pump the brakes a little bit um I mean, either way, you're headed for success, recognition. The Six of Wands is like um, status. That's okay. <laughs> that, like a recognition of your work. You're going to see it all pay off, but try not to let your enthusiasm burn you out. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that message. I like that message, too. That was a good one. That was a really good one. You never know yeah. when you do it that way, because sometimes they're like, guess what? Right. We got some shit to say. But this one was a very good. You're headed in a great direction. Just maintain your energy levels because if you burn out, it's going to be way harder to get where you're going. I right. feel like you're going there regardless. Yeah. So. Awesome. Thank you very much. You're welcome. You're welcome. So um, why don't you tell the audience where they can find you and anything that you have coming up that you'd like to talk about? Awesome. You can find me. I am the Village Tarot Witch on Instagram. I've been having a lot of scam accounts recently. So for the record, that is my only tarot account. Um, I don't have multiples. I don't have any backup pages. That's the only place to find me doing tarot. Um, And I will be offering readings soon. um, And I will have a link in my bio when those are available. So you can click it and book with me directly. I don't accept any readings over DMs. The only place to get a reading will be through the website. Helps cut the scammer confusion too. And um, I will be doing a guest spot on my friend's podcast, Marvel's Mysteries and Midlanders. So be sure to check that out too. And you can also listen to me and Tara talk about ghost adventures and ghostly things. Ghost adventures. That's the show. <laughs> Talking about our ghost experiences and just dark history in general on Haunted Housewives podcast. And you can find us under that name on Instagram or wherever you listen to podcasts. Excellent. And all the all those links, the real links, not the scam links, will be <laughs> in the uh, in the episode description. So excellent. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for joining me. Yeah. This was great. I really enjoyed it. I did too. Anytime. <laughs>